0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of Chris City Diaspora Experience Podcast, where we talk about family, faith, and finance. This is the show where we help you to build mindset for legacy building for your family and build generational wealth. My name is KG Ogle, and today I'm talking to Nadine, and this episode, I'm just going to call this episode as Whatever Your Hands Finds Doing. Do it well to the glory of God. So that is the episode today, and you will understand when I go along. So I'm calling my guest today. Nadine, introduce yourself, Nadine.
1: Thank you for having me, AG My name is Nadine Jurito. I'm Rhonda. I'm 34 years old, mother of four kids, and I'm the owner of Nadine Hair Braiding, a beauty shop in Bowie, Maryland. I okay. live in Maryland.
0: Okay, Nadine, Nadine, as we always say on this program, you're a millennia, thirty something, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, with four, four,
0: my... yeah, with four Yeah, with four kids. Good. Okay. So Nadine, before you migrate to the US, you speak French? Yes. So Language is a big barrier when you come to the U.S. and you speak English. So, how did you learn English when you migrated to the U.S.?
1: I guess I was just determined to to understand first, and then mm-hmm. to be able to communicate. Um, it was very frustrating when when I remember those old days, and I was sitting <laughs> watching a TV like a dog. Like I will hear people talking, but I don't know what's going on, and I can't even hear not even talking of responding, and I was mm-hmm. just smiling when someone says something. It was very frustrating for about a year and a half. I was lost, but um i when I have the chance to go back to school, I went to p g and Largo, where I took some English classes. And that helps me a lot. And uh, I remember a friend telling me, I, I had a Nigerian friend who who told me, watch a lot of Nigerian movies. And he said, watch a lot of Nigerian movies where they speak English, not broken English. And he said, if you don't find something good there, you can watch Ghanaian movies because they, they speak slowly. So you will understand by their gesture of their hands and their face. You will get what they're trying to say, and when time go by, you will get it and i i, I think I like watching movies I guess i I put a lot of time in there, mm. and working at the braiding shop most of the time that's what was going on all day long on the t v and mostly oh. braiding shops they like to put Nigerian movie, so the more I was watching it, the more I was getting to understand a little bit.
0: That's good. That's good. You know, language is big. We don't we take it for granted from Nigeria because we speak English. But then when you come from Cameroon and speak French, it's big deal. So I'm so glad. You know, I always tell you, Nadine, you just blow my mind because even your command of English now is very, very good.
1: Well, I'm big glad deal. that even though I know it's not that good, I try my best not to speak English in front of my kids because I know it's not great. I want them to learn that English from school, and I can teach them French. Ah, I, so you so think French to them at them. home? Yes, because I want them to be bilingual. Okay. Uh, at least if okay. they can speak my dialect, if they can speak my the dialect, they should speak mm. French. French. Okay, that's good,
0: that's good, that's good. So, Nadine, you just said you have a hair-breading shop, right? It was a progression. Mm-hmm. So... In Cameroon, was this something that you were doing before you migrated to the US? Hair braiding? Never. Never. Never.
1: (laughs) I was in school. I was the firstborn of my family. I lost my father when I was 10. Mm -hmm. My mom invested her her time in me because I was the elder. And Mm -hmm. in African communities, parents used to put a lot of accent in the firstborn because they Mm -hmm. always remind you that. If you don't succeed in life, your the rest of, I mean, your siblings will do the same. So I grew up having that pressure and seeing my mother struggle to make sure that I have everything that I need to get an education. So when I was in, and but in, in, in Cameroon, especially, I don't know in other part of Africa, but in Cameroon where I grew up, being a hairdresser, being a tailor, being a mechanic it was it was it was those kids that can go to uh, school yes can't (laughs) even go to school because their parent can afford to pay for them to go to learn to grade that means Mm -hmm. their parent can afford so it was those kids that couldn't make it in school exactly so they, they were not smart enough so their parent has to drop them out they have to drop out of school and do something else. So we were looking at them as as people down, that were never make him alive. Yes. Uh, exactly. Always he was down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I never so you, you never, never, you dream, never dream. Never <laughs> dream. Stress and that very well. I loved, never. <laughs> I, loved, I loved, uh, yes, I I I left Cameroon in two thousand nine with with the bank and financial certificate on my hands.
0: hmm I knew I but was gonna then. work in the bank you're gonna work as a banker then you got here yeah why did you why did you why did you focus on braiding i mean i did first of all how did you learn braiding in cameroon
1: Well, in cameroon my my uncle has a wife and she had a braiding shop during oh. the whole day and during the holiday, day he would call me to come and help her mm-hmm. And i was just doing it for fun for because, fun yeah because and then I, I was happy because um i didn't want to go to the farm
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it was an escape for me to go and and work with her so i was just helping her and in return she was supposed to braid my hair for christmas and new year
0: mm-hmm. so she wasn't wow.
1: paying me anything but i was just mm-hmm. excited to be helping so That's then all. you
0: fun. Yeah. So then you find yourself in the U.S. and you know how to braid. So why did you focus on braiding rather than going to school? There's a lot of pressure. People want to go to school when they migrate here.
1: I came here with a student visa Mm -hmm. and I couldn't afford to pay my school. I -hmm. could not. I could couldn't even even pay my rent, not even talking about going to school. So when I Mm -hmm. came here, i had to find something to survive to where to sleep and how to eat and mm-hmm. then i have to think about my sibling and my mother that i put in too much debt because she has to, where you were me mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. send me here mm-hmm. so I, I immediately knew that i have to find a job but i also realized that all the school i went to i have to stop i have to let it go and find what is important for me at that time. I knew in my mind that I could go to school anytime. I came here when I was only 22 years old. So Mm -hmm. I thought that, I I said, I have enough time to go back to school, but I have to do what is right. I have to save my mom from that shame. Mm. And I have to make sure that she's proud of me.
0: So a a
1: friend said, a friend said, if you know how to do hair, come to Washington. When I when I came here, I came through Minnesota. So mm. I, I touched the bus two days on the road, and I'm here <laughs> in Washington. A friend took me to a breeding shop. That first day, I came back home with $35. I was so excited. When you convert that money in France CFA, like the Cameroon currency, mm-hmm. God is a, a lot. It's like, a, it's like someone paycheck. A monthly paycheck for someone back home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like thirty-five dollars a day. This is a lot. This is a life-changing. I think I have to put, you know, more. I have to. I have to be more serious about this thing. About his braiding. At the same time, the truth was that I was ashamed to tell someone that was that I was braiding. Wow. So when I was having my friend online say, "Hey, hello, Nadine. Mm-hmm. I heard that you're in America. What are you doing?" I swear, I was lying to them that I was going to school. Because mm. I was so ashamed to tell them that I am working in a breeding shop. It was a big shame. It took me mm-hmm. over two or three years to be proud and be out there and tell people this is what I'm doing for a living. Because I was, because I am able to show them what it has done in my life.
0: That's right.
1: So now that's why I can tell louder that I am a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Something that I was hiding.
0: Yeah. So in the initial time that you were doing that braiding, was there pressure for you to go to school? I know you said to go to school, to, you know, stop braiding and go to school. Was there any pressure from anywhere?
1: Yes. Um. When when, when I had an opportunity to go to school, I had a child. My mm-hmm. daughter was only a few months. I had to drop her in a daycare. I had to braid in the morning first. And I remember... Putting my baby on my back and I was grading from home because I had that uh, vision of mm-hmm. owning my own shop so I have to start having my own client which I believe you were one of those first clients that I had from my house from home
0: <laughs> yeah. so I will
1: put my baby on my back and I will work all day long and at 6 p.m. I have to go and drop my daughter to someone to take care of her while I'm in school from 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. It was hard. It was very hard. I was by myself in a country where you have nobody, no one to even tell the person, hey, can you grab some groceries for me? I remember all those days that I have to go to the grocery store and I would grab food stuff and and I forgot that I don't have a car.
0: And yeah. at that time,
1: I have nobody to even tell me, hey, Nadine, there's a taxi. This is the number you have to call. They can come and pick you. I would push the stroller to the grocery store. I would grab stuff and forget that I don't have anyone to help me because my baby daddy just left me, which I wasn't used to go to the store by myself. And when I get to the counter, when I'm, I'm about to, to pay, I realize that there's no space and my baby stroller to put the stuff and I would look and say, what can I grab for the week? And I have to take a few things and put on my baby stroller and then push my baby and I under that hard sun and go back home. I knew I have to to take I mean I knew I have to to do something to go over my power to we god created us and give us so much in us that we don't even know until you Mm -hmm. are facing a hard time that's when you realize that you have so much energy in you and you can do so much good in you you don't even know but when you're facing a hard situation you have that strength because there's some people on the other side that want you to fail those people give you the strength to show them that you can make it and that's was most of my life even when i was growing up being an orphan and Mm. growing up in a family when you think people would would lift you will help you and nobody comes to your rescue so i have that winning mindset since i was a child i have to make Mm. it
0: wow okay so while here doing braiding and trying also helping your mom at home did you tell your mom that you're doing braiding in the u.s
1: yes my mom knew i guess she was the only one that knew what i was where my money was coming from, yeah.
0: Okay. Did she what did she say? Did she have a force with you? You need to go to school. You need to go to school.
1: But no, my mom my oh my mom she understood this. she understand that part. The the okay. first day when I get to when I got to America I told her the reality. Mommy I don't have mm. papers. I can't go to mm. school. I have to find a way around it. But before mm. then I had to find a place to crash because the lady where I'm living with she told me to leave her house. He mm-hmm. told me to 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 pay the rent, and I don't have a job, so I have to find my way. Every day when I was coming back from work, I remember this McDonald's. It was on my way to catch the train from the. I was I was living in Gettysburg, and I was working in Switzerland. Oh, so God. when I was leaving my my breeding shop, there was this McDonald's on the road, and I can smell that that French fries in my nose, and I was so hungry, but I, I, I couldn't, it was hard for me to spend $2.50 to get that large size of French fries, but I would easily, I would prefer to get a, a card, $2 card to call home mm. and tell my mom that I spent, tell my mom how my day was, how much i made, and to even hear my mom and my sister's voice, that will fulfill me. Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. rather go home and sleep hungry, but I was very happy to know that I heard my mom's voice and my siblings.
0: That's good. So so you were doing braiding. I know while you were doing braiding at one point also, you were trying to work as a nursing assistant. How did that work? And when did you kind of decide, like, forget it, I'm just Mm -hmm. going to focus
1: on braiding? Yes, like in every business, uh, there's a slow season. A slow season where you um if you're not strong you will run away from the business i find myself um going to the shop um monday to thursday and not making a dime and i was like oh, how 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 am i supposed to pay my rent and why asking questions some people will tell you oh go and do home health care or oh, go and do nursing and I did, and I did the home health care, so I I I got my first job. They gave me a child, and that child was sick. Um, not like the child was agitated. Um, I forgot the name how they call the the child has the. So I went to to work. It was uh, they gave me an evening shift, um, six p.m. to midnight. When I got to work, I could barely find a parking. It was in D.C. It took me almost 30 minutes to find somewhere to park when I get to the job. The mother gave me that child. She gave me a few instructions and she left. The child was about eight years old. He beat me all night long. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. And I would call the mother. The phone would not go through. And when I, I finally realized that um, um, I called the office and I was like, I have a child here. He's been broken stuff, beating me. What am I supposed to do? And the manager said, oh, just open the water and put the child in the water. He's going to get count. So I had <laughs> a long night. It was the worst experience of my life. At that point, I realized that not every job is for everybody. There's a season where you have abundance. You have to save your money for the mm-hmm. season where it is down. Then, you know, even in the Bible, I remember mm-hmm. a, a passage in the Bible who says, "I don't know. I'm not too good at."
0: Remembering Bible, that's was okay. Some, yes,
1: it was somewhere mm-hmm. who was saying something about when you work, you have to save, save for the next season, save. Yeah. I, when I was going back home, I, I told myself that this is a, this is the last time. This is the last time I will never make this mistake to try something because, because people will tell you that, Oh, the paycheck is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. You know, the money, the money will be there in two weeks. You know, you're making your 1200, no matter what you're making your 1200. But in braiding, the money is unstable. Some weeks you can make 400, Some some weeks you can make 600, some weeks you can make, not make nothing. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I realized no matter how much you go home with, you have to make sure your health and your mental state is, I mean, that you're happy. Mm -hmm. Because there's no amount of money that can fix stress in your life.
0: In your life, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. So that's when you kind of make a decision, shame or no shame, you're sticking with breathing.
1: Yes. I believe that they, I realized that I have to embrace the braiding and be proud to see that I'm a braider. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was just my a working call. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's good. You know, like you said, even in, in, that's the way we look at it in, even in Nigeria, if you're doing braiding, uh, fashion design, not according to, uh, fashion design but Botello, It's like, oh, no, who wants to do it Everybody wants to go to school. There's nothing wrong in school, but not everybody needs to go to school. Right? True. 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 All right. So let me uh, take a break, and I'll come back to that. We'll continue our conversation. When you leave your business do you leave the door unlocked when facing legal matters in the business world do not leave your business unprotected there is help when it comes to business contracting even collecting past due receivables from clients an experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes don't do it alone
1: At SJS Law Firm, their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open.
0: Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits.
1: Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at thesjslawfirm.com.
0: Hey there, this is KG. Are you looking for opportunity to build wealth using real estate? Are you looking for opportunity to build generational wealth? This is KG. I'm a realtor with Fairfax Realty. I help people buy and sell real estate, build generational wealth. Listen, if you're looking to buy, sell, or move, contact me and I'll take care of you. Don't forget to contact me. You can email me, KG at MetroHomesRealty.com. That's K-E-J-I at com, let's connect so that you can start building wealth for your family and the next generation All right, we're back now, so Nadine we're talking about braiding, what your hand is doing, whatever your hands finds doing to it to the glory of God, even doing doing this braiding, you bought a house. How did that happen?
1: Well, um I start braiding from from houses, like I said, I was braiding from home, and I had to rent from home to home, and I was moving a lot and uh i realized that i need to be stable so i went to see a a, a loan officer who mm-hmm. gave me advice of how to build my credit and how to conduct myself for the next two or three years and then when i'm ready i can come and i'll be able to qualify for a home so i was excited and i did exactly what she told me and my credit was good and i have i saved a lot of money thank god my mother was here helping me. Too. So we, we were motivated to purchase a house mm-hmm. because because I had my siblings who were coming to America. So I have three of my younger sisters and my, my niece and my nephew. So I have five family members who were coming to join me in America and I didn't want to be in a renting property. So I, I I I thought if they came, we together are stronger forces we can easily pay this mortgage and i'm sure by the time they leave they 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 leave my house i will have enough to be able to take care of myself my kids and Mm -hmm. my husband Mm who i remember when i purchased the house my husband just came to america like six months before so my husband Mm -hmm. was just here for six months so he wasn't too much of help uh, talking about the paperwork and the financial part. But yes. I knew that in a few months or in a few years he will be able to to pay the mortgage. He will have a great job and all that.
0: Definitely. Definitely. So we're talking about you moving from house to house now to having a big grading shop. Yes. And wow, Nadine, how did I mean how how did you kind of decide, okay, I need to have a breeding shop.
1: Um, I remember when when I was determined to purchase a home, I needed to have at least I told myself if I can have at least fifty thousand dollars as a down payment that will reduce my mortgage, my monthly mortgage. Then I told my mother, you know what? Let's come out with a great idea. Just let's break the price down. Let's defeat this market. Let's mm-hmm. go with 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 the special call $100 for any style, any size and any length. Trust me, it was crazy. When you were working on a client here, you knew that you were doing a $300 hair, but you would do it for $100 because you have that goal, that objective to to attain. And I was blessed with so many young girls who were just coming from Africa and and needed something to do. So they came and joined me. We we're working from home and my 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 clients still just grow. Mm-hmm. And most of them would tell me, Nadine, you have to open a shop because because sometimes we are ashamed to tell people at work that oh we're getting our hair done but it's in someone's property, it's in a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, um a client once told me, Nadine, I'm a manager. I, I work for a big company. And when I come to work, people love my hair. And they always tell me, Who did your hair? I need the number. And I can't give them because I don't want them to feel like, Oh, she wants to her because she's cheaper. Oh, how can a manager go to somebody's house to get her hair done? Hmm. And also, there were some clients that would, tell, would, would make an appointment. And when they come to my house, when they park, they would call me and say, Oh, I didn't know it was a house. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I can't come in. Um, and, 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 and I, I said, I, I need to take a step uh, f- of, of faith. Of mm-hmm. faith. But I was I was sure that the clientele that I have was a- enough for me to pay at least the rent. So when mm-hmm. I got that opportunity to have that shop close to my house, the rent was affordable. I went straight there. That's good. And That's good. it has been great. mm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you
0: and your sisters and your mom all are working in that shop.
1: uh yes. Let's say that one of my sisters, while working with me, find herself uh, uh, this job as a passion for her too. She okay, have opened her own shop and just few miles away from me, if so she's we in competition. Yeah, but that's good.
0: You're supposed to recreate yourself, and that's good. You just did that. Yeah, yeah. It's not a competition. You just recreate yourself, right? So <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, for real. You just recreate yourself. That's good. So, but your mom, you know, your mom is so young. Do you guys have conflict at all when you guys are working so side by side in the shop?
1: No, my my mother has been my greatest support. Okay.
0: And my
1: mother worked in the shop just I every other employee she gets paid like oh. every other employees First oh because you're she, not joking she wants to reach, she, she's preparing her time and and i would okay. that um mm-hmm. i would rather get a babysitter to watch my kids than to have her because i want her to feel free and and it it, it doesn't mean that i don't take care of her when she needed mm-hmm. my help but she mm-hmm. He wants
0: to work. That's good. That's good. That's good. So, you know, one thing that you said earlier is you you save money, especially for when you want to buy a house. So now as a as a small business owner, a small business owner, even though know, we talk about it, how are you coping when the business is slow? Well, um, like
1: every child that has struggled and know the worth of money. And where I came from, I know how to save money. And I thank God for the man that God brought to my way. My husband came from a very uh, struggle. She struggled, he struggled as well as me. We have practically the same background. So he helped me save money. He is the one that deals with the financial part. I spend, spend, spend. I work hard <laughs> and I spend a lot, but he mm-hmm. is the one that is very reserved and will remind me, hey, you didn't always, when you go out there and spend money, you have to always ask yourself, is it necessary? Is it something we, we really need? No, so we have grown to a point where, I remember during the COVID, people was, were panicking and all that, but I was very calm in my spirit because uh, through the years and the struggle, I have learned that in this America, you have to make sure that you always have at least six, six months of your bills and everything on the side somewhere, in case anything happens. Uh, hold on, repeat that again. How many months? At least six months. That was an advice that older men told me in, in America when I get when I got here. He said yes. no matter. How no matter how you spend no matter how things are hard and tight, mm-hmm. make sure that you save enough money to be able to pay your rent, your mortgage, all your expenses for the next six months. Save, make sure you have that saving, no matter what. Because
0: and you, you, and never doing that, you, yeah. you never know. And you're doing that and you are doing that successfully even now.
1: Yes, yes like i said during the covid season i mm-hmm. i remember that i mean i mean i find myself into that situation i did not panic because i was mm-hmm. prepared because you yeah. never know when you will have a problem and you will not be able to work
0: that's good that is a very good advice that i meant to uh, advise you and so happy that you're still taking that advice so we just talk about you your mom and your husband Nadine, you uh four kids, right? Yes, so I do and yeah, and the oldest is now ten. Are you training her to be business conscious? I mean what, what are you doing with Ashley?
1: Oh, my daughter was was born in America but she has so much African blood, God. <laughs> she knows money more than I do. I'm afraid <laughs> to even take her to the shop earlier because I'm afraid that she, she will love money and she would neglect the, the the education the school few times I took her to the shop she knows how to braid, but I don't want her to take her out there all the time. I took her to the shop a few times and and I realized that she would she would braid the client hair and then she would wait for the client to give the tip to give her a tip. actually is in there Yes yeah. she's ten years old she's braiding now <laughs> yeah she she braids the hair she braids hair. Wow. Her. She grew up oh, around wow. that, right? She mm-hmm. grew up around it. It's, she get it she get it faster. She likes to do it. But I'm I am protecting her from being too familiar with the money at her age early age. you
0: mm-hmm.
1: need to focus more on school. On school. That's good, that's good. So but then if she
0: decides even after going to school, if she decides she wants to open a business, are you going to not let her do it? I would you know?
1: definitely support her. I am not, even if my child decided to open any kind of business, I will definitely back her off. And especially, I mean, if she needs my financial support, I'll be there. Because mm. I have grown up, I have grown to understand, especially in this country, that as long mm-hmm. as you still work for someone, as long as she wake up every morning and, and say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, you will always be... an in a pressure on a pressure mm. Mm. and being being your own boss even if you don't have it don't bring you so much revenue at certain point you will still make it but you're happy because you decide yeah. when and how to make your schedule and that's the best thing i have four kids they mostly um uh, stay home with me i go to the shop when i have a client that really wants me to be there and I will still work around my schedule. I have that that's that freedom.
0: Flexibility, yeah. That's flexibility. Yeah. That's, okay, that's good. That's good. You know, uh, also in the Cameroon or African diaspora, you have extended family pressuring you to send money to Cameroon. How are you handling that with your husband that it doesn't jeopardize your family
1: here? First, I have... um. At the beginning of my marriage, we had a separate account because um I thought that my husband did not understand the pressure of those that was back home and needed my help, so I was trying to try trying to send money behind my husband back. But when I realized mm-hmm. that my husband is not a type that spends money, he doesn't drink, mm-hmm. he doesn't go mm-hmm. out. He doesn't he, he can go to the store and shop for himself, maybe twice a year, a few clothes. Then I, I find out that I, I, I need his advice so he can guide me to know uh, when to give money to who, and is it necessary or mm-hmm. then we decided to have a joint account? I decided to have a joint account with him because I felt like when he has eyes on the money, I spend less. When I want to spend, yes. I ask myself, is it necessary? Because before I got married, I have got to a point where I have already lifted off a lot of people in my family. Mm-hmm. So we work, my mother and I have worked a lot. We did not give money, but we, we settle people home. We give them money for businesses. So That's today, considered. if I have mm-hmm. an emergency home, I can easily call my sister home and say, can you give, can you give, can you, can you give me some money here to resolve this issue before I can give you to you later? And she mm-hmm. would do it because I already settled them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is what we're trying to do with my husband's family as well. Trying to see those that we can settle so they can help the rest. But the best strategy that I have mm-hmm. adopted is to bring people from uh, uh, to America. Because there's too much struggle home. No matter how much you give to someone to establish a business, the business is collapsed because it's hard, back home is hard. So when I have that opportunity to bring people to America close to me, I do that because I know that it, they will do the same thing that I'm doing. Though. It, will let, it will remove that, that heavy responsibility out of my shoulder. OK, OK. So
0: uh, rounding up, I'm going to round up now to so Nadine. If somebody just migrated to the US. Language is a barrier. They have things that they can do with their hand, but then the pressure is there to go to school. What advice will you give to them?
1: What I can say is that we should uh, know our priorities, and we should also acknowledge the position that we occupy in our family. The firstborn and the lastborn their pressure will never be the same so you have to accept Um, you have to accept the responsibility that god has put on to your shoulder and ask yourself am i is it like for me i always say say this not everybody was blessed to come to america in a land where when you work hard you can see the fruit of your work mm-hmm. So, you coming here is a sign that you are the the head of that you are that that blessing to the family. So don't be selfish and think about yourself. If I was selfish, I would not I would not go to school like my friends. I'm sure I wouldn't. I will be a nurse today, an RN, like my friends. But mm-hmm. If I have went to school, would my sister be here today? Would my mom be here today? Will I be able to have four kids and this beautiful life that I have today? Will I have all that support? When I came to America, I was here by myself, afraid, in this world with nobody. But today I'm surrender. Well, I'm surrendering I have I'm surrender I'm surrender, that's what we say. I'm surrounded. surrounded, I'm surrounded with over 30 people around me, which I call my blood. And that shows that you have to sacrifice. You have to give up something. It cannot always be, you cannot always find yourself doing what you have loved to do.
0: To do, yeah.
1: People come home and say, I will be a medical doctor, I will be an engineer. You can find yourself working at a Thai shop. But maybe it's the path through your way for another greater thing, but it's not necessarily to be what you dream of. But you have to make sure that you love what you're doing and make sure that that whatever you do makes you happy and makes you help all the people around you. Because our strength is those people that we left home. If they're not okay, we, we are not okay. All right,
0: Nadine, you said the other thing you said is love what you're doing. You love what you're doing right now, right? Braiding. You, you I deprives. do. I do. That's good. It's not just money, it's about actually love what you do. It's I do.
1: Yes. Only money. Ma'am.
0: yes. yes. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you, Miss Nadine of Hair Braiding Shop. So, Nadine, if somebody wants to braid here and wants to get in contact with you, drop your contact information.
1: Yes. um, We are located in Bowie, Maryland. Um, I have a beautiful website, which is nadinehairbraiding.com. We are located at 13631 Old Annapolis Road, Bowie, Maryland. And the contact is 202-706-2506. We also have an Instagram page where you guys can go there and see some of our work there at uh, it's Nadine Hair Breeding. All right, thank you, Miss Nadine. As Tommy will
0: say, oh, Nadine, thank you so much. <laughs> wow, <laughs> thank you. Right, thank you. you know, I'm always Very proud of you, so I'm so happy to get you on today. So thank you for taking your time out today. All right. So in closing, thank you, everybody, for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode of the Diaspora 360 Experience Podcast. As we've just discussed, you heard Nadine. It's not just about school alone. Whatever your hands finds doing, do it to the glory of God. It is our prayer and commitment to support you as you strive to build legacy for your family. So listen, if you'd like to contact me, KG, please email me at KG at And don't forget to check out my website. It's been a pleasure to share with you. Until next time, have a wonderful day.